0: told us to do, and I pray, dear God, that you'll teach us as a country to come back to you. Bless us tonight now as we study that word. Bless each one who's come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've been concerned about something, so I got in the Bible and began to study about it, that uh, God wants us to be individuals. Uh, when Before I was saved in Junior high school and even in the part of high school, I was an introvert. I didn't want to be around people, and uh, that's why it scared me to death when God called me to preach, because I couldn't. I didn't want to be around people. That's just where it was. I come uh, West Florida way back in the woods, and when I seen that many people when I come to Tampa, scared me to death. <laughs> but I know will forget it, and. Uh, Being that kind of person, I was taught by my daddy and my grandpa, think for yourself. Don't let somebody else do your thinking for you. And we're living in a society now that uh, a lot of our people are having other people to think for them. They're not stopping and thinking about the consequences of what they're doing themselves. They're just going about doing things and not thinking Individually. Now, I want to show you what the Bible has to say about that, if I can, please. If you'll turn with me, Philippians, first of all. Philippians uh, chapter 4, and uh, look with me, please, in verse 13. Philippians chapter 4, and verse 13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Now, first thing I want you to see tonight, if I can, please. You can do anything that God has called you to do. You don't have to be independent you don't have to be dependent on somebody else to get it done. You can do it. If you're a child of God, the Bible says I can do all things, I don't care what it is, all things means all things. Through Christ we strengthen me. So I know if I'm gonna do anything it's gonna count. It's going to how to come through Christ. He gave me the strength to do it. But I have learned one thing in being a Christian. I don't have to depend on the world to tell me how to live. I live the way that God showed me how to live and guides me and I can do it. And I can do it because I belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's number one. Now, what this is talking about is learn to be an individual. Now, everybody's different. In 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7 says, for who maketh thee to differ from another, God, Amen. Now, in First Corinthians 12, it tells us. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. In other words, then every one of us has different talents. We have different gifts that God has given us. I got a gift. You got a gift. It might, and usually it's never the same. Some of us might have the same gift, but we all got at least one gift. The Bible says that many have more than one gift. But, thank God we at least got one. Amen? And God gave them to us. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but, and this is the part I want you to see, we have one Spirit. You got the same Holy Spirit that I got. Amen? And so we have one Spirit. Each of us has a special gift from God, and we have the Holy Spirit in us, every one of us. In Romans chapter 12, verse 6, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Matthew 25, verse 15, And of one He gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several abilities. I say this jokingly sometimes, but I really mean it. I know why God didn't give me millions of dollars because I wouldn't know how to do it, it. I? Amen. I, I said one time a long time ago, <clears throat> if I had a million dollars, I'd be on a mountain in Montana. That's not where God wants me to be. That's why He didn't give me no million dollars. Amen. But, I, but it's just, when you really get to thinking about that, God gave every one of us gifts. And He said He gives some, five, some... In other words, God gives you the ability that you need that He can trust you with. Whatever He can trust you with, that's what He gives you. Ephesians 4 verse 11. And He gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. He said He didn't give them all the same thing. He makes differences. Each of us has his own responsibility to the Lord. Job 19, and verse 4 said, And be it indeed that I have erred, mine error remaineth with myself. In other words, I can't blame it on somebody else. Amen? Proverbs 9, verse 12. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear." It. Deuteronomy 24, verse 16. The father shall not be put to death for the children, Neither shall the children be put to death for the Father. Every man should be put to death for his own sin. One of the hardest things that I have seen over the years of being a pastor is for a pastor's family and his children. How much the church looks on the pastor's family and his sons and his daughters and so forth. They want them to be little angels. Little perfect people. They're not. They're human beings. Just like everybody else. And the Bible says that we're not to blame the fathers. We're not to blame the mothers after. And this this is very important. But as long as they're under your roof, they're your responsibility. When they move out, they're on their own. And And the Bible makes it very plain. Teach them right, and they'll do right. Bring them up in the Lord, and they will return to the Lord. Now, Proverbs makes that very plain. But it's our responsibility to teach them everything we can to do right. But don't hold me accountable for my grown son's sin. Don't hold me accountable for my grown children's sin. Neither can I hold you. But I can hold you accountable for your sin. And so does God. Now, Jeremiah 31, verse 30. But every one shall die for his own iniquity. Every man that eateth the sour grape, his teeth shall be set on edge. In other words, if I eat sour grapes, it's not going to bother my son. not going to bother my daughter. not going to bother my wife. It's going to bother me. And the Bible acts that to sin. If we get into sin, we get into trouble. You can't blame it on somebody else. It comes home to you. Uh, the second thing I want you to see is learn to be patient. Uh, learn not to make hasty decisions. Uh, because they can be tragic. I've counseled a lot of people to come to my office and just to me to give them some counseling from the Bible. And uh, a man told me this years and years ago and I've tried to practice it. He said, Don't ever get upset till 24 hours later. No matter what's going on, wait 24 hours. Especially don't make any hasty decisions for anything for 24 hours. Because after 24 hours, you look at it, well, it ain't not better bad as I thought it was. And that's a trigger. And that works. And uh, so uh, what he's saying here is don't make any hasty decision. Proverb 29:20. 20. Seeth thou a man that is in haste in his words? There is more hope of a fool than of him. That explains a lot of the TV programs, don't it? News programs. Proverbs 19.2 Also that the soul be without knowledge. It is not good. And he that hasteth with his feet sinneth. Proverbs 21.5 The thoughts of the, of the delinquent tend only to plentiness, but of everyone that is hasty only to want. Acts 19.36 Seeing then that there uh, these things cannot be spoken against, You ought to be quiet and to do nothing rashly. So, number two, learn to be patient. Amen? Number three, learn to forget. Did you know you can't go forward in the past? Philippians 3, verse 13. Brethren, I count on myself to apprehend it, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Did you ever notice that a lot of people are always living in the past? They're always talking about what they used to do and what happened to them. They'll talk about somebody that did them wrong. And, uh, they're, they're always in the past. It's never today. It's never what I'm going to have a good day today. I settled something in my mind a long time ago. I'm not going to let you or nobody else burn my day. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to have a good day today. Amen? I'm not going to go back out and think about something somebody said about me uh, 10 years ago or 20 years ago or somebody did something to me and I got all upset years ago about it. I'm not going to continue to roll that around in my mind and concentrate on that all the time. i got enough to do today. I want to think about today and forward. I want to have a good day tomorrow if it all don't come. Amen? And so I, I, I'll be patient and then I'll learn to forget. Now, Colossians 4, verse 5. Walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time. I was reading Ecclesiastes, and you know time is so precious. It is to me now especially. Yeah. I'm 86 years old, and every minute counts, amen? But I, I remember just one of those young men. Every minute meant something. I want to get something done. I, I get up every morning, you can ask my wife, I want to get something done today. I wanna to make I wanna make this day count for something. And I wanna plan on making it count for something. I don't wanna waste time. If it's sun. I hate to get in a line. I mean ain't nobody hates worship. It makes me think of a bunch of cows going to a trough to eat. You know, everybody's in line and it's waiting and waiting. And we, I got in a traffic jam the other day, and I sat there for a good 30 minutes. And I looked at—I said—there went 30 minutes of my life, phew, right out the window, just sitting there. Amen. I want every moment to count. You know what? If you're going to do that, then you're going to have to plan on making it count. I want to do something for somebody, or I want to make—I want to be a blessing to somebody, or, or just receive a blessing from somebody. I want to make today count and then we must uh, forgive as we are forgiven. Now, I thank God that uh, I've had a lot of people that me and him have hard feelings over the years. But you know they forgive me. I forgive them. I laughed at one uh, lady used to come here to church all the time. She'd always go and join another church. She'd stay for a while and come back. You hurt my feelings. That's why I left. And you know what her grandkids told her? You might as well going back to strong Church. You're gonna go back sooner or later. And and you know, and she forgives me She's coming on back. And I, I never, I never have any bad thought about it. I just go right on. Amen. I'm not gonna put up with that. Worry about that kind of stuff. And let me give you the formula for success. Listen to this very carefully. Carlisle said, "Ever noble work is at first impossible." Think about that. Every noble work is at first impossible. Sheridan said, The surest way not to fail is to determine to succeed. Franklin said, Doest thou love life? Then do not squander time, for that is the stuff life is made of. Lowell said, Not fair, but low aim is crime. In other words, not having the gold in life. Not having something you want to do today. Not having something you want to accomplish today. That's a crime. It's a stealing time. Now I want to give you something from Scripture. Listen very carefully. Hebrews 4 verse 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And John 14 verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. I... You believe in God. Believe also in me. In First Corinthians sixteen verse thirteen, watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quite you like men, men, be strong. In First Timothy one verse nineteen, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning for have made shipwreck. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Learn to think for yourself. I had a man drive all the way down from Jacksonville one time. He sat across the desk a friend of mine. been friends of mine for years. And uh, he'd found him a wife, or a fiancée. He wanted to get married. He sat across the desk with me. And he said, now, Pastor, this is what I'd like for you to do. I said, now, buddy, you've known me all these years. You know I ain't going to do it. Well, can't you make an exception for me? I said, no, sir, I can't. There's seven things that I promised God when He called me to preach I would not do, and He was asking me to do one of them, and I weren't about to do it for Him or nobody else. And I made up my mind that that's what I good Now, I want you to notice what the Bible says. Ephesians 6, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Do you know what the devil wants you to do? Compromise. Compromise. Let, let me show you what I'm talking about. I'm a Republican. I was for Democrat for years. Didn't know it. I never did vote Democrat. I don't know how in the world I got a Democrat card. And one day last year, I think a year before last, I was looking at that thing. I said, "What the world? It was a Democrat sending me something." And I went down to, to the place down there and talking to a lady about it. I said, "Get this thing changed over to Republic. She said, "Well, you don't like the Democrats, no, ma'am. I don't. I'm a dem- I'm a Republican." She wanted to sh- act like that I was something bad because I'm a Republican and she's a Democrat. And you know what? You're the one that's bad. I'm doing good. Amen. And I mean that. I'm not going to let somebody else influence me. If I'm going to uh, listen to me, if I'm going to vote for abortion. I'm gonna vote for it whether you like it or not, all right? If I got that conviction. I don't have. I got a conviction not to. And I'm not gonna vote for it where you like it or not, or anybody else like it. I got conviction of it. I'm not gonna let a bunch of people out there convince me of something that I know is wrong and from the Bible it's wrong. I think for myself. I've got my thinking from the word of God. I, I thank God I had a good daddy, I had a good mama, I got a good grandpa, I got a good background. Uh, my kinfolk it, it was, was good to me and, and a good life bringing me up. They're not going to persuade me. My grandpa would have voted Democrat if the devil was running. He was just Democrat. I'm not going to get mad with him, but he ain't going to influence me. If I got my conviction from the Word of God, and and I get my, it's the same way when it comes to everyday living. Where you go in a place you go in to eat, hey, I'm not going in there. Oh, you you don't understand. Oh, yes, I do. I never will forget when I was working with Shell Oil Company. I was a superintendent of Shell Oil Company. My boss come with several of the the hierarchy of the Shell Oil Company. They wanted to take me to dinner and talk to me about some things. We went to this fancy restaurant. And everybody got to dinner. And uh, my boss told all the rest of them, You might well wait for Mr. Strong. He's going to ask a blessing. And all of them was starting to dive in to eat. And all of a sudden they laid it back down and waited till everybody got their food. And I asked a blessing where I do They're not going right to shame in me and not asking a blessing. Amen. I believe in what I believe, and I'm not going to let some group or somebody else sway me different. Now, where did I get my conviction? I got some of them for Grandpa. I got some from Daddy. I got some from Mom. But I got the majority of my conviction from the Bible. The Word of God. By the way, that's the same place they got theirs. From the Bible. And once you get those, they're established. I laugh at people. I used to be saved. I was saved one time I lost my salvation. Well, what kind of conviction is that? I mean, if I got saved, I'm saved. You know why? I didn't do the saving. Jesus did the saving. But He's going to do the keeping then. That's settled. I settled that a long time ago. Lord, I'm saved by Your grace. And I'm kept by Your grace. I'm not going to let somebody else get me into something for a few minutes and get the devil to come knock on my door and say, You're lost. No, I'm convinced that I'm saved. Amen? I have convinced. I got something about it. Can't even say it. Convictions is what I'm looking for. And I'm going to tell you something. If there's ever been a time in America history, we need mothers and daddies, and churches, and families to have some convictions of their own. Not depend on somebody else to tell you what to do. Amen. I have people all the time come ask me, uh, Preacher, who are you going to vote for? That's none of your business. Trump. But uh, that's none of your business, alright? And, and here's what I say. I'll tell you the same thing I'll tell everybody else. I got my conviction from the Bible to vote for him. How did you do that, Preacher? It don't say about Trump in there. It does. It says those that believe like the Bible said, that's the one you're supposed to vote for. He believes in things that's scriptural. That other group out there, and I wasn't going to say Democrat, but it might as well. you know who I'm talking about. They believe in the other side. Hey, they believe in abortion. They believe in all kind of things. And somebody said, well, tell me who to vote. No, I'm not going to do it. Get your own convictions. Amen? And when you get it from the Word of God, then you'll stand no matter what. Pray with me, please. Father, I pray in Jesus' name you bless us tonight. It's so good to be in the house of God with Your people. Rejoice around the Word of God. And Lord, I'm so glad that You're with me every day so I don't have to make decisions on my own. You'll help me make them. And You'll help me make the right ones. And I don't have to pin on a bunch of people to tell me what to think and what to do. I can make decisions that You give me and then I know I'm right. Bless us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here. or this one. I was going to go that-a-way. But if I did, i